The Campbell Group has teamed up with PI Perspectives to offer listeners top-notch, affordable insurance solutions. Private investigators can get insurance for their business for as low as $305 per year. Apply now at PIPerspectivesInsurance.com and receive a quote back within 24 hours. Satellite Investigations has launched its new website full of great new content. Matt and his team have released some great informative blogs. Make sure you log in to LinkedIn and follow Satellite Investigations for the latest content. Over the past year, our industry has been the target of foreign governments and agencies that have attempted to recruit unsuspecting investigators to gather intelligence or immediate expatriates. PI Perspectives is teaming up with the Federal Bureau of Investigations to get the word out about this ongoing crisis. If you've been contacted by an individual or company that might seem suspicious, please contact the FBI at tips.fbi.gov. You can also contact the New York field office at 212-384-1000 to report suspicious activity in any state. The link is also in the show notes. Even if you completed a job and it still doesn't sit right with you, you can report this activity. The only way to stop this trend is to work together. So let's do it. Do you enjoy our podcast and the guests we bring you? Since 2019, Matt and his team have done their very best to give you amazing shows each week. If you feel like our show has helped you to be a better investigator, or maybe even inspired you to become an investigator, please let us know. We're looking for testimonials. Drop Matt an email with a recorded 20 to 30 seconds of you talking about this podcast. You can also email him something verbal about the website. His email is S at SatellitePI.com. And if you really feel blessed for having this content, consider supporting Matt and our show by joining Investigators Toolbox. You really have to see version 2.0. And at just 49 cents a day, it's a no-brainer. Now let's jump in to this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. On today's show, we're remembering Phil Johnson. Phil began working in this industry in 1968 and had an amazing career along with his wife, Yin. Throughout the years, Phil developed a worldwide network and was known as a premier international investigator. He spent his last few years living in Portugal and will be missed greatly. Let's take a listen to this episode from 2020. Please welcome Phil and Yin Johnson with your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. Well, welcome everybody to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. We have gone over the pond and I thought we're going to be in England, but apparently we're not in England. Uh, we're in a completely different different country. I think you guys are in Portugal, right? <laughs> yeah, we are. Portugal. Okay. So we've got Phil and Yin Johnson from JJ Associates International. How are you guys doing today? We're doing fine. Thank you, Matt. And uh, it's great to see you and speak to you. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Yin, how are you doing? Hi, hi everybody that's listening out there in the PI world. Um, right, right. We're so, broadcasting live from Portugal. Portugal, right? <laughs> so we thought we we're going to England, but apparently not. <laughs> so that's cool. And you guys have have actually been uh, in Portugal uh, since January. Is that correct? Yes, we have. Because of the lockdown situation and the flights that are available from the UK, where we're we're also based. Right. Um, we had to. Um, leave the UK because of the flight situation and also the quarantine situation. Everybody who um, didn't have 
um, accommodation or <coughs> needing to work hard to get the flights out and it was the same getting back in. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's definitely been a been a challenge. And I, I can only assume, you know, the international investigative work that you guys do, um, you know, really, uh, you know, it's a, t- a tightrope. I'm sure every country had different guidelines with how they were handling COVID and at different yes. times, correct? Yeah, yeah uh, they do. And we would, when we were serving international process, which we do for USA clients, they were always stipulating exactly what the client wanted. And sometimes they'd send over a pro forma of how the process server actually had to approach the door and the distance. And we had to film everything on many occasions. Sure. And the same with taking statements and other types of investigations. Yeah. Yeah. I know like here in New York, we, um, we definitely took a, an online approach to it. So the, the governor in New York state signed off on a, an order that, that authorized uh, notaries uh, to be done uh, via Zoom and and whatever, um, so that really changed the way we were able to do things, and it was good because we were able to actually continue to get work. Now the bad part about it is our attorney clients go, "What am I hiring the investigator for? <laughs> I'll just do the Zoom myself and notarize it." Uh, so that has been the backbite of it. It's actually supposed to expire tomorrow. Um, I don't know if they're going to continue it or not. Um, I'm checking the website da- uh, daily just to, to see, but you know, it was something that was helpful and I'm sure, you know, you guys have used technology to, to connect the dots and pivot a little bit on, uh, on your end. Um, but let, let's back it up a little bit because I want to talk a little bit about your history because you guys have been in this business for a very, very long time. <laughs> I was trying to figure out when we actually met and, and <laughs> I, I think it was 2007 is when they had that event in New York City. Yeah, yeah around uh, that It was time. like yeah, an yeah, yeah. NCISS event that was like sponsored by like, I don't know, like three other uh, organizations. And yeah, here I am I at the, I think it was like the Hilton in, in New York City. And I see this, this couple, this, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go talk to these, these folks. And we, we hit it off, right? We um, yeah, uh, established right, yeah. a friendship and uh, I, you, you needed I some process know. service done in the Bronx, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. And you, we, were, we did quite a lot together, I seem yeah. to recall. That. We yep. did backwards and forwards. I think at that time, me and Yin were, oh, we'd probably just finished. We were... Um, we were actually the international associate editors for PI magazine. Oh, right. Our friend yes. Jimmy yep. and Roe, they, yep. they uh, appointed us for a while and uh, we visited them and stayed with them on many occasions. Actually, on that occasion. It could have been. In fact, it was on that occasion. Yeah, I'm we sure. We went up to Jimmy yeah. and Roe's house up yep. in Jersey after, in Jersey. after that yep. conference, yep. yeah. Yeah, so I, I always remember that conference because that's where I met Michael Baden, uh, which is, you know, he's oh, like the uh, forensic yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, autopsy yeah. guy. And I had exactly, been doing a, yeah. a lot of nursing home cases at the time with, with death, you know, wow. deaths involved. And I had to go photograph uh, corpses and remains. So I, I asked him, I was like, hey, give me some pointers on what to do. And he's like, I got to go to an appointment, but you can follow me. I'm, you can walk with me. And I actually left the conference and walked about 10 blocks with him um, and just picked his brain for about 15, 20 minutes, which was really awesome. Uh, fast forward, I met him again last year. And, you know, so uh, it was uh, it was definitely an interesting thing. So um, that that that, uh, that conference, we had a, a UK agent who we'd never met before come. Right. Um, and we got him hooked up on the Nancy Grace show. Oh wow! So he left the. <laughs> yeah, he left the conference too. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, hey, multitasking. He went off with Tom. 
right? Yeah, Tom Shamshack was okay. uh, used to work a lot with Nancy Grace. Sure, sure. And Tom asked this guy and said, do you want to come on the show? So he, off he went. We never saw him again, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, listen, you're in New York. You got to do business. You got to multitask and get yeah, the, the, the bang exactly. for your buck, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's really, really cool. Um, so, I, I mean, listen, you guys have been in business for, for a while. I mean, um, and Yin, you, you uh, came to the UK as a child, right? Cantonese, I think, is your background. Um, my family's from Hong Kong and China. Right. But I was actually first generation born in Bradford, so I'm oh, you very were born proud. In Bradford. Okay. And I do, and I, I always say um, I'm from Bradford, um, right. and hence my accent. I'm there very proud of my Yorkshire <laughs> accent. And um, I don't hear it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh yeah, yeah, you do. It's quite, dis- it's quite a distinct accent, actually. Um, right. But I don't speak Cantonese with my Yorkshire accent. I speak it with a Hong Kong accent. So right. and it's okay. a that I'm fluent <laughs> in. So um, it, when we've been living in Hong Kong, um, when we come across new people, they say, I can't believe that you're from the UK and you right. speak like us. <laughs> so it's, it's quite amazing, really. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and I'm sure then when you start talking Portuguese, that really blows people's minds, right? <laughs> yeah, they, I'm not treated as a typical expat. Um, right. They just assume that I can speak their language, so and I can. So fala right. um, Portuguese and um, bon dias are the you know, the usual greetings, but yeah, yes, sure. holding a conversation with our Portuguese friends is a lot easier now. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, and and now that you're a, mandated to stay in the country, it's probably only getting better. Right? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> it, it does help, yeah. So how many languages only total 20... do you think you speak? Oh, Yin, Yin speaks many. Uh, well, I speak Yorkshire, I speak <laughs> I speak English, I suppose. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, so, um, Hablo Espanol, buenos dias, and um, I speak that, and I've had to speak that at a a conference recently, um, talking to over 300 delegates. It was quite a a challenging hour or two, um, but I managed to get through in Spanish, so I was quite proud of myself. That's good. And obviously now, Fale Portuguese, um, I have school French. And that's come in handy recently around here. We've got lots of French people that have sure. come along. They're starting to relocate here. Yeah. I can speak a little bit of German, also a language I learn at schools. And um, having travelled and <clears throat> um, lived um, short periods of time in Italy, yep. when I'm there, I can get through a little in intermediate. As soon as I can hear it, I can these. That's the secret with languages. Usually when you hear it and you've had a background, a little introduction to it in yeah. the past, you can just, it flows, it, it goes into it. So, so I got one question for you. What, what language do you dream in? Um, both. It depends. Um, <laughs> it's a really strange thing. That's yeah, a great um, question. A great question. <laughs> D- different languages, I would say, and yeah. different situations. Obviously, when you're dreaming, um, different situations turn up, and it will be in that language. Well, there you go. That's where, the, where the food comes in, Matt. There you I will go. Tell well, you we're going to get to that later. Um, I'll, I'll tell you a little bizarre um, uh, story, quite short, but I recently travelled to Morocco last year, yeah. and um, I was on a just a, a, a short vacation, 
and we flew from Spain, me and my girlfriend flew from Spain, from Sevilla, and the links with uh, Morocco, obviously Spanish and sure. um, Portuguese here, because they're of the, of the Moors invading years ago. And the common language with the um, manager who ran the Riyadh where we were staying was Spanish. We went through quite a few, just as I've um, spoken to you now. Right. And it's always a laugh when I say, oh, I speak Cantonese. And they say, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then when I got to Hablo Español, well, that was the common language that we could both <clears throat> speak quite easily between right. us. So throughout the stay, I conversed with him in Spanish. Sure. And sure. my friend who's Canadian, she said, it's just bizarre watching you speak to a, a Moroccan guy who normally speaks French to foreigners and us, we speak English <laughs> together and right, you're speaking right. to him in Spanish. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. So, so language uh, has come in, in useful with um, many both travel, but oh, also yeah, no, in our investigations. Changer. It's a game changer. I mean, I, I see it yeah, on a smaller scale in New York, right? Because it is such exactly. a melting pot. Oh. Um, yes. We do get the calls of, hey, I need somebody who speaks Korean, I need somebody who speaks Polish, I need somebody yeah, who speaks yeah. Russian. You know, Spanish is like, if you don't have somebody on your staff that speaks Spanish, if you don't, you're not in business <laughs> because it's no. exactly, you know, they, exactly. they, a, a good amount of the, the, uh, the folks in New York are, are Spanish speaking. And there's even a, a, a big Portuguese community in the construction. So, um, you know, dealing with construction projects uh, in Portuguese is a, is a big deal. Language is really important, right? Um, you know, being in New York and having all those uh, different types of uh, you know language uh, necessities. It's, uh, I can, I'm sure, in, in Europe on that scale, it's even even grander. It is. It um, is very much. So, Phil, I want to uh, jump back on on your angle here. So, um, uh, getting into this business here, uh, somebody pretty much <laughs> contacted you about doing this, right? And taking over was it taking over their business or or starting well, a business? Um, How did I'll, that work? I'll make it. I'll make it very brief. At the age of fourteen, I was um, going to see my auntie after playing temping bowling, which I did every Saturday morning. Right. And uh, as I as I went round to my auntie's, she put the kettle on, made a cup of tea, which is what we do in Yorkshire. You've got right. to do that type of thing. Uh, and she said, uh, when you leave in school, I said, well, as soon as possible, because I really disliked school. Right. I was uh, really tired of it. And she said, well, would you like a Saturday job in a detective agency? Because I've just started working at one. And I said, oh, yeah, there's, that's a dream come true. Of course, right. of course I want to do it. And I started the following Saturday. Uh, and within two weeks, two Saturdays, the um, Boss, which was a former police officer, the aliens inspector for West Yorkshire Police, he said, uh, if you want to leave school, leave now and you've got a job with me. And that was that. Wow. So that changed the course of my life. So you were like double oh three and a half, right? <laughs> 14 years double old. Three and a half. Yeah, I'm certainly, I am vertically challenged, Matt. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> In fact, uh, I have a nickname. They call me In Chai Private Eye. So that was my start in this. That was the first time. That was the first time round. I mean, that's long before I knew Yin. Yeah. Uh, Yin Yin has has a a story to tell you about when she came in. Yeah, yeah. And you Yin, you did a uh, recently uh, on the BBC or radio, you did a program and I actually happened to listen to it and uh, I did hear a little bit about your background. So so tell me a little bit about uh, you know what your story is and and how you got to where you're at. I didn't obviously um, start out to be a PI. 
Right. Um, in my, it, I'm a sports-orientated person from a first-generation Cantonese family from Hong Kong, and um, they located there, typical of Chinese immigrants in the late 60s. Um, we had a Chinese restaurant, and um, we um, supplied, then from, going on from there, my father supplied other Chinese restaurants with foodstuffs that he imported from um, Hong Kong. Right. And growing up, um, I was usually the only Chinese person in school or in the year or in a group. Um, I suppose that gives you um, courage and um, uh, you, you, find, you find resilience because you're the <laughs> only one. Yeah. Right. Um, and I uh, developed a love for sports and I always have had that and I still do that. Um, and photography. Um, so when just over, it's just over 30 odd years ago now. 34. Phil got a call from yeah. a previous colleague, business colleague, um, and asked Phil if he would like to take over his business, which was based in West Yorkshire, Leeds, this mm -hmm. neighbouring town from us in Bradford. Okay. So he came home from work and said, oh, we've got to meet this guy that I've known for um, <laughs> quite a long time before long I time. knew you, and he's an investigator, and he wants, us, wants to introduce you to the business and us, and if we want to um, take over... We've got a new business opportunity. Right. Anyway, he, he was retiring, Matt. He'd yeah. uh, been in it a long time. Yeah. Anyway, and this was, this was 34 years ago? Yeah. yeah. Reluctantly. Yeah. 34 um, years ago. Uh -huh. I went to meet, uh, we went to meet him, um, had a, um, a typical Yorkshire lunch, fish and chips. Fish and chips. At his yeah. favorite restaurant. And um, we hit it off. And he said, Well, you need to find out what it's all about, I suppose, Jean. And I said, yes, I do. And one of his main things was to do um, workers' compensation claims. Okay. He um, did the one of the forerunners of video surveillance in the UK and worked for quite a few of the larger, larger in, yeah. insurance, insurance companies, companies yeah. directly with them. So he said, I've heard that you're good with a camera, <laughs> which is quite stereotypical of a, right. a, a person with my origin. <laughs> so I didn't. <laughs> well, I actually, you, uh, I mean, that's joking, all joking aside. Right. I am. Um, there's things I, ca I can't um, broadcast, shall we say. <laughs> okay. But it's all tongue in cheek and it's in, a, in, a, in being, jo being right. jovial about it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, sure. I took my. Um, my uh, camera with the longest zoom lens that I had at the time. And we sat for a couple of hours. To, and I'm still getting to know this guy sure. um, on a maybe a second or third meeting. And I sort of <laughs> got, well, I was the camera <clears throat> operator. So um, I took the pictures and we got the pictures for the claim. And yeah. eventually it, it went through the usual process, as you know. And um, through my evidence that I had taken, the, um, the claimant had his uh, case thrown. So we yes. saved the insurance company quite a few thousand pounds. Yeah, I'm sure. And um, the thrill of being able to, um, you know, help the company um, fulfil their uh, means to um, stop uh, a fraudulent claim is, is a good feeling, as sure. we all know, as investigators. 
Yeah. So um, I went along a couple of times more on different things. And I ended up using a video camera with him. And within the year, we'd taken over the business. That's and great. I, I did quite a lot of the um, insurance workers' comp claims sure. um, throughout um, the UK. I had to travel, obviously, extensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and be inventive with the vehicle, with the, um, the surveillance car or van that, we, that I would... Um, usually rent. And then we had to organize um, how we were going to do all the other cases because we had lots of um, trace things. Mm. And um, it was quite um, an an um, all-encompassing investigation company. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely sure. You know, with his wife as well. So um, I learned from his wife, um, the office, organization that she had initiated and um, well we went from there I had um, made a good friend with the client Um, he had just qualified newly qualified and I actually went to court with him every day so I learned quite a lot of the legal um, terminology and the process of how a paper gets issued and right through so I've done it right from the the start right done everything And on everything, yeah. Fantastic. So multitasking to Fantastic. from everything for for all this time. Okay, um, we're we're going to jump out real quick, and when we come back okay. in, I want to okay. talk a little bit more about um, how you guys have grown your business over the years, and yeah. uh, really took it to a more international level. You know, obviously, you started off, sure. Um, sure. you know, in England, and then and then took it yeah. Uh, yeah. took it further. So everybody, sit tight. We're going to be right back. After four years of development, ScopeNow is proud to announce the release of GRID. GRID combines OSINT with real-time physical data to achieve new levels of intelligence gathering. GRID supports over 50 data types and hundreds of thousands of sources. Upgrade your OSINT capabilities with GRID and elevate your intelligence team today at ScopeNow.com. Check out the PI Institute of Education at PIInstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the investigatorstoolbox.com. So check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. Specializing in the research of liability for personal injury claims, Pacific Liability Research offers insurance assessments of all applicable liability coverages to help determine what a case is potentially worth. Have a case with no insurance policy? Since 2019, the highly trained staff on their insurance discovery team has located over 100 million plus in previously unknown insurance coverage. They offer a full refund for any inaccurate results and they do not charge for no-hit searches. Additionally, Investigators Toolbox members automatically receive 50% off their first case. Just mention Investigators Toolbox when you fill out your first order. More information can be found at PacificLiability.com. Contact them today and discover the immediate impact that Pacific Liability Research can provide. So welcome everybody back to PI Perspectives. Uh, This is Matt Sperry, your host. I'm here with Phil and Yin Johnson from JJ Associates International. Welcome back to the program, guys. Thank you. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we, we got a, a sense of how you guys uh, got into the business, right? Um, and that was 34 years ago. And very interesting that, uh, you know, you can see that, you know, you know, obviously before you started the business, but Phil, you, your first experience being, you know, 14, and then in your first experience you know, being, uh, you know, uh, somebody who doesn't look like an investigator who's got a camera, like those are all techniques that we use, right? You never see them coming. Uh, you never know, um, that, uh, here's this stereotype that's, that's out there and you know, but there, she's actually, uh, watching, you know? Uh, that's that's well, the, first, really. the first time round, Matt, I was sent on pretext inquiries when I was 16 years of age oh. because I looked so young. Yeah, sure. So, <laughs> no tra- trace inquiries for finance companies because yeah. the, the company was really growing, not our company, but right. the boss's company. The other one, right. Um, yeah, so it's and like- he, used, he, he gave me an overcoat, a hat and a suitcase, <laughs> and I had to go knock on people's doors looking for the neighbours who'd done a, done a runner. Right. So all that that was fantastic at my age yeah and yeah, to me sure it was good really, stead uh, for the really future exciting. oh yeah yeah i'm sure you had lots to talk the... about when you when you did your bowling oh, events yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh yeah what yeah. i'm doing really good <laughs> the last few cases yeah i've just been to so and so and done this it was really cool that's cool <laughs> that's cool so over the years i mean you you have seen technology change right you've seen it uh, help this industry and really Indeed. help you push the envelope to what you can do in the services that you can offer and the size of your business. I mean, let's face it, with technology, we're able to be a smaller shop yet appear bigger because we can network with other investigators and there's case management systems now. And we can really have that professional look to it, right? Okay. So your company yeah. is actually an international company. You sent me a list of the countries that you have open investigations in right now. And it's, oh, yeah. it's impressive, right? It's like 12 or 13, right? Well, we have a this, the phrase that we're known for really is uh, sometimes the end of the line, sometimes everybody's trying to get something done in a country. Right. And usually somebody says, have you tried Phil and Yin? Because they exactly. know people in all sorts of countries. <laughs> I had that, that happen no, today, we, right? No, seriously, yeah, I had it happen yeah, today. Yeah, really? Somebody uh, in, in one of the Facebook groups said, uh, I need something done in the UK, right? Send me yeah, a private message. Right. So mm-hmm. I sent him a private message and I had noticed that he was connected with you, Phil. I said, hey, have yeah. you tried Phil? Because... You know, like these are the guys to do it. And he's responded back to me. I know Phil well. I just don't think they would like these types of cases. (laughs) (laughs) I must admit, we do everything, but we don't don't do uh, a great deal of private or matrimonial. It's all really more commercial. But we always say that with our connections that we've built up over all these years, and certainly backwards and forwards for 15 years in the USA, we have contacts in all spheres of investigations. Everywhere, and right? that's that's really the secret. It's your contact base that that we built up through the associations in America and Europe as well. So, what what did that look like thirty years ago? It was just putting the time in and going to the events and meeting people, right? Yeah, that's what we did. Yeah, I think it was more. Um... More 20 years ago, Matt. 20 years ago, um, yeah, probably 20. All your associations opened up and had these um, larger conferences and meetups. And those were, and it was technology that allowed us to do that too, because that's where they came up on the message boards. Everybody's on a message board. All the Yahoo groups, Matt, which, of course, were not. So prior to that, prior to computerization, I would say, um, when we were all still with our little. (laughs) 
pinging um, typewriter and sure. um, you know the little tipex yep. um, yep. whitener and yep. and correction tape. Yep. Um, oh, I remember that. I had stuff. a fight on in the office <laughs> when I brought in the PC. I can tell you. Oh, really? Phil and our secretary, they were. Um, we, we, didn't touch want to know, we didn't want to know. We didn't want to know. I nearly had a rebellion. Get that devil machine <laughs> out of here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You are it not taking our typewriters away. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's not going to work. Um, and I said, it's a fad, I, right? I, yeah, yeah. I, I enrolled us all on. Um, on the um, computer literacy uh, yeah. courses. Oh, sure. And again, the, we had a lot of this. A lot of trouble from me, particularly. A lot particularly. of trouble from Phil <laughs> and, uh, and, um, and our secretary, and they said, it's not going to work, you know. We still have to go and file the cards. Yeah, that's and, right, look right. at, and anyway, that's allowed us to <clears throat> obviously right. travel and be a little more freer with our time. We're not tied to our desks as much sure. as we all experience now. But, yeah. Um, I mean, I can relate that to more to like uh, yeah. recently with like a case management system. Um, I fought it for the longest, right? I always thought I didn't need it. It was just yeah. something that was an extra expense that, you know, why would I incur this if I could figure out a way to do it myself exactly. efficiently? Exactly. Huge mistake. You know, the second I implemented cross tracks is, is who I use. Um, yeah. It was a game changer for me. It really freed me up to, you know, really run my business more and stay on top of things and have that answer of, yes, I know what's going on with all my cases at all times. You know, yeah. uh, I know where my investigators are. I know what, what, what's, what's going on. So yeah, that, that we, fight for technology, we, I can appreciate that. I was just like that. Yeah. We hear a lot of our investigator friends in America talk about cross tracks. Yeah. So I've been interested to hear your experience. Oh, it's been fantastic. Yeah. And I think what, what right. really opens it up and makes it a, a huge game changer is their, um, uh, first of all, they, they have that, um, that uh, SOC certification, um, which is, yeah. you know, something that's brand, brand new here. Uh, and I think they may be the only ones that are, that are doing that, um, doing uh, that SOC 2 um, uh, certification with ref and if folks don't know about that that's with regards to like data management and and uh certain guidelines that they're required to make sure that yeah. that there's encryption involved and, and things of that nature i'm actually going to have pat andrews on in a couple of weeks we're going to we're going to talk oh, about great. that a little bit further we look forward to that um yeah. yeah so so my experience with them has been fantastic right so the, the game changer for me is really is my clients my attorney clients being able to look at, at the status of a case without having to call me. Like I had so many less phone calls of what's the status of going on or emails because they know they can just go in and see, see the investigator's notes and give us further instructions and things like that. Like if, yeah, if uh, yeah, I'm going to give them a, a plug here, right? If you're not using a case management oh, system, Do it. you need to use Crosstracks. Uh, they're fantastic. Uh, they're heavily involved with the investigator's toolbox too, which is my other project. They're offering discounts like two months free. If you, if you join the toolbox, it's uh, it's a really, uh, really cool, um, cool uh, thing to have in this case management. Yeah. Um, but, uh, okay. So let's get more, more back on, on, uh, on JJ Associates <laughs> International. So about 20 years ago is when you guys started uh, taking it to an international yeah, we, level or. Yeah. We got the opportunity to come to America because we, what was happening in, in the UK was it's getting very competitive. Um, lots of retired police officers coming in, doing the cases part sure. time. The budgets for the cases from the lawyers and the insurance companies were all getting smaller and smaller. We actually had contracts at that time with our government um, uh, connections, which was the Inland Revenue and VAT people, Customs and Excise, 
um, but they all wanted things doing for nothing. So we decided to take a, a different direction and look over the pond. And we'd spoken to many colleagues who said, you should really come over and, and meet people over here, which is exactly what we did. But they'd also given us an insight into doing international yes, matters. Yeah. Um, because they, we had to have, we had a few cases where it involved a Chinese person. Yeah. Sure. And there was translation involved and also um, in different places. So they actually asked us if we could come into Europe for them on a couple of matters. Yeah. And right. so we discussed this and said, well, if there's licensing involved, that's what we need to find out because right. it's totally different in the UK to the US. Sure. So oh, when we go on, yeah. it's yeah. different through yeah. throughout it's, the states and even throughout each state all the different states, countries. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. We just have to um, contact the person who's the expert in whichever state yeah. or whichever country. And it's right. the same with international work. So Just you have to deal with it in that way. And so as we came over to the US, um, we met people just as we did with you, Matt, right. yeah. you know, yeah. because we look different as well. Yeah. So <laughs> they want to know who, who these this tiny guy people are. Yeah, who's, who are these two people? I must, I must introduce myself. <laughs> right, yeah. and the shirt, and, right? And that actually, was the other thing too. And the shirt. Right. Yeah. Always right. having a shirt, yeah. yep. Yep. Yeah. Always. Sure. In <laughs> fact, um, it's um, we we nearly lost the case because Phil got suited up one day at the conference. <laughs> I don't recognise this guy. And, and, uh, yeah, and yeah. somebody had been looking for Phil, <laughs> and he, he he didn't have his tropical shirt on. Right. So anyway, um, so uh, but it's also worked in um, across here in the um, in the UK and in Europe because. Um, they look out for a, a, a colorful shirt, and if we're at a meeting, yeah, right. even with a suit on and a tropical shirt, we stand out. So yeah, yeah, definitely. We get asked what we do, and we can. It's a, it's um, it's a conversation breaker, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. want to know where we're yeah, from. Sure. I'm totally sure. Um, so, uh, what would you say? Like, how many, how many countries would you say that you actually have relationships in and um, have service? I God, uh, it would be difficult to number them. I could probably, I think there's about six or seven that we don't have. And that's, okay, that's well, that's really, a better, a better yeah. question, right? How yeah, many that's the not? better way of doing it. <laughs> about six or seven that we don't have, but there's not many. There's got to be a lot of fraud in those six or seven countries. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. In the troubled area. Yeah, when when you've got a hundred and odd to go at, we just don't bother with the six or seven. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Very, very good. It is good. It is good. That's that's really good. Really good. Um, What would you say of... It would be one of of the challenges of trying to, to manage all this work. What would you say, like, would be the biggest challenge? Well, you don't want to create it in volume and you want to make sure that every case that you do, uh, you do to the most professional standard and to the best of your ability. So to that end, we don't take it in volume. Mm -hmm. We we like to help our USA clients and worldwide clients in different countries, uh, put them in touch with the best people there are. Uh, And if you look at both our profiles, LinkedIn and other things, you'll actually see people who we've worked with give us recommendations. Sure. That's really the direction we're going. 
We'd rather have one case that we can get our teeth into and make sure that we do a good job. Right. It's more bespoke, no, rather, than more than bespoke rather than... More than bespoke, rather than... Yeah, yeah it's not a volume entity. We've, we not, did the volume industry, entity really when we... Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. it's no. It's no good. No, it's not good. Yeah. And you don't usually get... It's making a reasonable wage at the end of the day. Well, it's that's right. <laughs> difficult to go from address to address, as you as you know. Those, we did uh, that for a those, long those time. shirts that you wear, they're expensive. You know. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Tommy wow. Bahama is too big for me. Tommy Bahama. So what I really wanted to highlight here with you guys is just, you know, I wanted to introduce the audience to, to you, you, um, you know, audience you. to you guys, right? And just make sure they, exactly. they know about you. So, you know, when you get those calls for international work, instead of just turning them away, you know, at least saying, you know, let me call my contact. Let me exactly. you know, reach out exactly. and, and do exactly. that. And just, you know, making yeah. sure folks know that their business is like yours out there. You know, That's that right. either they're going to service you or they're going to point you in the right direction to how to get yeah. it done. Or maybe they'll That's refer exactly you to right. one of their contacts in, in a particular country yeah. Yeah. to get things yeah. done. So, I mean, the resources. We always um, we always encourage people to contact us and we always say we will know somebody who can possibly help. But right. Give me a few minutes. Let me make some calls. Uh, and if we can't do it, we'll tell you we can't do it. Yeah. But just give me a few minutes and let me reach out. And you guys were the investigator database internationally before it even started. Well, <laughs> exactly. And we, we have to point out to um, all you US PIs. <laughs> I know what you're going to nice say. Remember, <laughs> you've no, been I'm, being, I'm being really nice. It's just a personal point. You have to remember the time zone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Guilty. Uh, <laughs> Guilty. You see, it's so simple. But um, if you have a case um, that's in the East, obviously there's your day may have started and the yeah. day may have finished over there. And the same with contacting ourselves. We're in the middle. Um, yeah, we're right in the middle. So it, when we have a case come out of California and we have to talk to somebody that's um, – the, the matter might be in the Far East, say, that they've yeah. asked me to um, deal with. Um, it may be uh, 12 hours ahead in the Far East. And right. so they're shutting down for the day and right. California's opening up for the day. And we're stuck in the middle. So there's a time time lag. Sure. And sometimes that uh, works because the information is available and it's already... <laughs> it, yeah. it, you just got to... Put that into perspective oh, absolutely. when you're absolutely. speaking to your client yeah. and make them known because you're still working in your day and the people at the other end have finished. Sure. So how do folks get a hold of you if they uh, wanted to uh, ask oh, you about a particular um, case? E- email. Um, our mobile is, uh, is on constantly. Um, obviously, we use the Messenger apps, but we don't yeah. use Messenger as such. Um, we use a mobile number. Um, Telegram signal is compatible with that mobile number. Sure. Uh, WhatsApp is huge in Europe. Yep. I know America, it's not so huge as yet. Yeah. But well, you know, the president's trying he, to shut it down. So. Yeah, he is. Yeah, well, of course, yeah. <laughs> and not for much longer, we use, we, um, <laughs> WeChat. WeChat is another one that we yeah. use. And, of course, that's WeChat's huge. big in China, yep, yep. Yeah. It's enormous. Yeah. Yeah. You can do everything with WeChat. You can buy anything, do anything, pay your bills. bills, pay your bills. Right. 
So those things like that. But, re- <laughs> but yeah, it's <laughs> easy possibility. The easiest thing I would say to anybody is just type into Google, fill in Yin Johnson, JJ Associates. And usually the contact. And our contact comes up. Right. And usually right. with some sites that are related to us that we've done blogs and things like that. So sure. that's easy. Sure. Google well, is. We've helped a lot of people recently um, with um, relative searching and oh, yeah. with beneficiary, beneficiary searching. Beneficiary searching. Right, right. Due diligence. Building simply because of the sign yeah. of the yeah. times. Um, it's very sad at the yeah. moment. We're, we're all feeling it, um, our mental health and everything. But mm. a lot of people have been trying to get in touch with um, people that they haven't done for a long while. And also, there's been a lot of online dating. Oh, sure. So yeah. People are getting online and oh, dating geez, That's people. a whole other show on its own. It is, <laughs> yeah. Another show entirely. And I did, I did, I did uh, recently um, help out somebody who um, was dating a, a fraudulent pro- profile, shall we say. Yeah. We've all yeah. come across inquiries yeah. like this. Sure, and sure. It, it just really um, explained to her that um, she needed to be very careful. So, Everybody yeah. has to be careful out there. Oh, oh absolutely. And it's absolutely. just we'll simple things, you know, simple pointers that yeah. um, as PIs we all know. I mean, yeah. when the information was sent over to me, I sent straight away to Phyllis as well. If she thinks that this is a, a real guy. Um, <laughs> no, not at know, all. Super catfish, yeah. Let her down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, it, I mean, he was faking that he was from the UK and he even gave his address as a football team, as a soccer team. <laughs> uh, and this lady had, had no idea. I mean, when I looked at it, I mean, we all know. I mean, it's just simple yeah. things that... Um, so I'll, I'll tell you a funny story re- real quickly before we wrap up. Um, so I yeah. had one of these situations where I was trying to verify a telephone number and uh, uh-huh. the, the telephone number we were trying to verify ended up belonging to somebody who had a criminal record. And this person registered their name and address to the local public defender. So when we were trying to identify oh, him, the wow. number came up as like, the public defender that went to defend him whenever he got arrested. Oh, wow. oh dear. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, God. That's somebody with a really good sense of humor. So uh, very, oh, very yeah, interesting. Exactly. Um, so, hey, guys, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to uh, to jump on here. It was great catching thank you, up. Thank you, Matt. I haven't actually uh, you. seen you guys in a long time, but we've, we've chatted online uh, a lot hey, here. We always do. Um, yeah. yeah. Keep in so, touch. Thank you yeah, for giving and, us the and, opportunity. We yeah, and I encourage it. folks, you know, if you have that international work, don't turn it down. You know, contact oh, uh, Phil and, and, and in and, and at least run it by you. him, right? Yeah. Um, so it's good stuff. Yeah. So, all right, guys, we stay healthy. help with asking the questions. Stay yeah, healthy. you too. Yeah. Yeah, stay, stay healthy, everybody keep out well. there. Stay healthy, stay and, uh, safe, and safe. we'll catch everybody next week on the next program. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for taking the time with us to remember Phil. We also want to thank Campbell Insurance Group for sponsoring our podcast, so remember to tell them you listen to save $50 when you apply for insurance. Additional thanks goes to ScopeNow, Pacific Liability Research, and the PI Institute for Education. Also, don't forget about the investigatorstoolbox.com. You can type in version 2.0, 25% to save $50 when you join. And don't forget to follow Matt and Satellite Investigations on LinkedIn. If you have a question or a comment about the show, email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. And you can also find him on Instagram and Facebook. We want your feedback to bring you the best shows possible. And we'll be back next week with a new show, so make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.